Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. The purpose of the Method to the Madness is to simplify things for you, talk about science and what science says on specific matters, so you'll learn that all this isn't as complicated as people want you to believe because my goal is to get everybody out there helping themselves, eating well and doing exercise. That's something we have control over and I want you to assume that control. Before I get into that, let me thank Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group of Realty Pros. Look, I've said it before, but I'm gonna say it again. They are absolute consummate professionals. They have degrees in real estate from Florida State, that is Jonathan. And his beautiful wife has a master's degree in business and they have a whole team and they are in charge. They handle Orman, they handle residential, they handle commercial. They've helped me many, many, many times just answering questions and they have the answers that I think professionals should have. And that's important rather than just like talk to somebody who's trying to sell you something. They give you the right information and it's, it's a good thing to be busy. It's a good thing to be busy and they're busy and I'm busy and you know what that means they don't have to solicit customers all of the time so if you want somebody that absolutely knows what they're doing check out the gildengroup.com all right so let's talk a little bit today about supplements what we should know what we should potentially take and what do we need to avoid including certain people all right so I get this a lot, you know, just this morning I was talking about it with somebody about a gimmick and a gizmo that's out there that's supposedly going to help people lose weight, tighten their stomach, you know, it's, it's, it's something. And in this case, the person's very well versed and, and knew it's not true, but we just got talking about how there's just so many things out there like that and how we need to educate the people better on what's true and what's false. So very quick, easy rule of thumb to always remember that if it seems too good to be true, most likely it is. All right. So when I was in school and this was a long time ago, this is in the 1990s, I suppose, 80s, 90s, I was in college. And, you know, I took a lot of different uh, exercise science classes, nutrition classes, and even back then. And it was a very different world back then because we didn't have social media. So more people had to get like actual advertising rights to sell what they wanted to sell. It wasn't so easy to just come up with a product and put it on social media and sell it out of your basement that you actually had to have a brick and mortar location to do such things, or I guess you can sell stuff out of the trunk of your car, but then it would really take word of mouth to spread. So back then we didn't have the mass individual marketing that we have now, but we still talked about it even back then. And of course the word we used is just snake oil. You know, here comes that old snake oil. And that comes back from a, a era that is way, way gone in a way, but it was back when they essentially would sell like witch's brew to help people 
get over different types of things, poisoning or whatever, wild, wild west, you know, early part of the 20th century, this was going on and it just became the term, right? Snake oil. So the old snake oil salesman was going to stop at your door and sell you a product that's going to get rid of something or help cure something, rheumatism, you know, whatever. If you remember the Waltons, there was that person that did it. But in that case, I think it was outright moonshine, but whatever. Moonshine ain't going to cure you people, but you know, people would buy it and think that it would. So this has been going on a long time, but it is definitely worse now because anybody can get a product made and sell it and you have to be really careful. Now, in some cases, I think it's been good, not in the case of supplements and food items and stuff. I don't think that's good whatsoever. I, I do think we need regulation, FDA regulation on this stuff. And I can get into that in a little bit. But um, there are people I know on social media, such as Instagram and Twitter, that sell like t-shirts that they make somehow, some way they are able to get t-shirts printed up cheap. Actually not cheap, but maybe cheap compared to what somebody else would sell things for. And, you know, the Orlando Magic one, there's a guy I know, and I bought a couple t-shirts from him, Tampa Bay Rays, I've done that, and a couple other, like, causes I was trying to support. I think in cases like that, obviously, to me, there's no risk in that. I mean, you know, I guess the worst case scenario is it's a credit card scam, and, and somebody's going to take my 25 bucks and I'll never get a shirt, but that has not happened, but I guess it could but there's no risks to my health. So it seems like that could be an okay thing to do. But when it comes to supplements and even food items and things like that, but mostly I'm gonna to stick to supplements here, you gotta be really, really careful about what you're buying. And that goes with even going to a regular reputable outfit like a Target, Publix, Walgreens, whatever that sells supplements. I mean. You have to know what you're putting in your body, but most important, you have to know that the promises typically are fake, all right? So let me tell a brief story about amino acids. So amino acids are the building blocks of protein. There are nine essential amino acids and 11 non-essential amino acids. Both are important, but in this case, essential means that your body can't produce it, so you gotta consume it. Now, amino acids are the building blocks of protein, so the a chain of amino acids makes up a protein. So they're basically just the, um, the building blocks of the protein. So in other words, if you take them individually, the thought was that they can have greater recovery and repair to your muscles than taking the protein in full normal form. Now they're still sold that way and they're sold in different types. There's valine, there's isoleucine, there's lysine. There's all these arginine, ornithine, there's all these different individual, different amino acids that are sold on the market. Now, before I went to school and I was your bodybuilder down in New Smyrna working out at the old gyms, buddy of mine used to literally sell these amino acids out of his gym bag, right? And a lot of people were taking them, and uh, but he supposedly got a line on them where they were a little bit cheaper, and I think I paid like 20 bucks a bottle and it maybe lasted a month. And uh, so I took them and I really felt like I was getting bigger and stronger and leaner and they're working. And I mean, I just swore by them because I didn't know. And there's a huge power of suggestion in everything. If you don't believe that, 
you need to study it more because there is just so much truth to what the brain believes the body follows so oftentimes. In, in a lot of cases, not, of course, in everything, or maybe in everything. I don't know. I just don't want to step out of my bounds here. So then I go to school, and I remember struggling for a topic to do in one of my graduate classes. And my professor, Ms. Dr. Roeder, said, well, you know, what's something that you've had your own little mini experiment on that you think works? And I said, oh, amino acid supplementation. He goes, tell me more about that. I said, well, I used to take amino acids and, uh, you know, they really, really helped me. And he gives me a little little funny grin and a twinkle in his eyes. He says, oh, really? I said, yeah. He goes, okay, so Maxwell, I want you to do a complete research evaluation on that. And this is a big deal in graduate school. Like, this was the whole grade. So we had to basically do the research for two to three months and then present at the end of the semester. And we had the whole, whatever, I can't remember, 90 minutes of the class to present. So it was, and it had to be on, on point. I mean, it was your whole grade. You couldn't just, I mean, this took work. It was a complete research review. And back then we didn't have the internet, believe it or not. We didn't have Google. We didn't have any of that. You know, we had to go to the library and, and pull out all the journals and do our work. So Man, I could not find a single, single study that backed up amino acids. You know, I just could not find one. At best, I could find one. At best, I found some that made, that said potentially maybe, but the chances were so small. You know, it just left me with little hope that these stupid things work. And at least I found out that for the most part, if you were getting regular amino acids, then you at least weren't poisoning yourself. So that was good news, but I definitely could not find a single research study that said they worked. So, you know, I had all my research putting it together and before I presented to the class, of course, I went over it with Dr. Roeder and he's smiling going, well, I could have told you that, but you have to, you know, figure it out for yourself. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I presented to the entire class and, um, you know, I, I, uh, I gave all the data, whatever it was, it was long. And then I, you know, and then I gave my summary at the end and said, now that, you know, I found out they simply don't work. So then I don't know why, but I thought, you know, cause I'm stubborn. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and try some again after this, you know, I want to see what happens. And I took them for maybe a six weeks or so tops and no effect, of course, which again proves my old placebo effect that once I knew they didn't work, they weren't going to work anymore type of thing. But what I want everybody to do out there is to really do your research. All right. And I'm going to, I'm going to save you a little time here because I don't want you to hurt your health. Water soluble vitamins such as B and C, they're your water soluble vitamins like B12, B6 and all the B's complex B or C. Those are considered water soluble vitamins. So as long as your source is reputable, meaning you know it's really that vitamin, they're safe. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to pee them out, all right? That's why when you take a lot of B vitamins, your urine color is so dark yellow or green. That's because you're peeing out the extra. That's a good thing. You don't store water-soluble vitamins. The research does say for some people that are deficient in B12, such as I am a little bit, because I don't eat beef. I don't... So, when I did my labs last time, it was just a few weeks ago, that's the only thing that popped up a little bit. My doctor's really good. You know, I love how he does all those labs. He said, your B12 isn't low, but it's lower than everything else. And I said, well, that makes complete sense because I don't eat beef. And, you know, I, um, me, I know what, what vitamins are in certain foods. 
So I said, now I might just start taking a B12. And you say, yeah, that's good. That's good. So B12 is fine because you can't really take too much of it. You will pee it out. Now, your oil-soluble vitamins, such as your A, D, E's, and K's, you've got to be more careful because they're oil-soluble, meaning you don't excrete them in your urine. You actually store them. So you don't get rid of the extra. That's not good. So if you get too much buildup, that can be a problem. Typically with E, it's not a huge problem, but we've seen toxicity in vitamin A. You think, well, I'm just not going to run out and take a lot of vitamin A. But see, you don't know that. If you're taking a multivitamin and it already has vitamin A in it, which they do. They don't put a lot in it, but it has some. And then for some reason, you read that it's good for your eyes. So you start taking vitamin A. And then you're eating a sufficient amount of vitamin A. You could produce a toxic effect in your body. So you do have to be careful with your oil-soluble vitamins. A lot of people were running out and taking a lot of vitamin D during COVID because they heard what a great source it is for the immune system and all that, which it is. But it's also oil-soluble, and chances are you're getting enough vitamin D just from your sunlight. It only takes 20 minutes per day to get enough vitamin D. Now, when I look at my foods, because I use my fitness pal, I'm not deficient in any of those, and I don't even take them. I'm getting them from my foods. So you have to be careful with that stuff, all right? So that's your first two tips. Water-soluble, don't worry about it, B and C. Oil-soluble, A, D, E, and K. Use sparingly, talk to your doctor, make sure, because they are stored in the body. Now, fat loss claims, any of that stuff, fat burners, um, let's see, youth restoring, what else do they claim? All those things are just flat out BS snake oil. There is no proof to any of these claims. All right. So most of them probably are safe because they passed the FDA, but you are spending a lot of money on something that's not going to work. All right. So you know the saying, there's no such thing as a free lunch. It is absolutely true with gimmicks and supplementation. There's nothing that's going to make you burn more fat other than creating a caloric deficit. That's the only thing that is going to make you lose fat. Put in less calories than you're putting out. Eat less, move more. It's the only thing that's going to work. Lecithin is not a fat burner. Um, let's see. L-glutamine is not a fat burner. Chromium is not a fat burner. None of these things are true. It's just wasting your money, looking for hope. And a lot of these people put it all into these formulas now, right? So you'll see different brands out there that have their fat burning formulas. So they'll put in some lecithin with some chromium, with some L-glutamine and oh, this is it. This is it. And look, it's just not true. It's just not true. They can make any claims that they want to make. That's what you got to understand. They can make these claims. You have to go and look at the research for yourself, and you're going to see it's not backed up at all. I was able to see the list of all the supplements and drugs that actually do work. And I can tell you right now, the list is very, very small. One of them is creatine that has passed the test as far as working to put on strength and muscle. It's been shown 
that that does actually work. I'm not advocating creatine because it does make you gain weight. A lot of it's water weight and you could get dehydrated and pull muscles. For endurance athletes, I think it's ridiculous because you get so dehydrated that you can potentially pull muscles. But, you know, for somebody trying to gain strength, sure, at least the studies back it up. Again, I'm not pushing for it. I think it's unnecessary, but I'm going to be honest and state when things work. And I already said the B12s have shown to, quote, work. And a multivitamin, if you're deficient in those vitamins, has shown to work. Everything else is just bullshit, people. And if you just want to waste your money on it, go for it. But you're not, I mean, the, the supplement industry is a billion-dollar industry in this country. And they have every right to make every dime that they want to make. I don't try to stop that. But you got to educate yourself. Do you want to support something that doesn't work for you? Then that's just a stupid decision. And are you just simply being lazy because you don't want to put in the work it takes? Because it does take work. You know, there are no free lunches. I mean, come on, think about it. You know deep down it doesn't work. You just hope that it does. And you'd rather do that. Because, you know, for most people, it would be much easier for them to spend money than to do the work. That, I mean, at least most Americans, that's just how we are. It's just like, throw money at it, throw money at a problem, it'll go away. But it doesn't work and it doesn't go away. All right, my final point is just on the FDA. I know it gets ripped a lot. People are like, oh, I don't trust it. It's like, okay, I, I get it, but then I don't get it. It's like, so you'd rather trust, you know, some dude out there that's just got these pills in a bag and you've kind of seen him around a little bit, so you know him. And he tells you everything in there is safe because, you know, he's not going to do anything to make a buck. And he would never do anything to make a buck that could be potentially harmful. Like, he washed his hands when he put him in the bag. He didn't accidentally drop a few on the ground when he put him in a bag. Like, you're absolutely sure that that's what goes on, right? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'd rather have at least some system that is looking at these things, right? I mean, you want somebody looking at these things. So just a little bit out there, but I think it makes a solid point on this. A lot of people have been pushing for legalization of marijuana and maybe even some other drugs. And the big reason is for that. I mean, you know, nobody wants to see our kids or, or older people, whatever, but it's happening more with kids dying from fentanyl because fentanyl is now being laced into this marijuana that they're getting their hands on in so many cases, or it's laced in other drugs. What do you think happens when we don't have a system that regulates these things? Now, if they went to their weed shops, so to say, and I know there's people out there shaking their heads going, oh, they just shouldn't do it at all. It's like, okay, you got your, your head in the ground if you think that that's the solution for stopping people because they're just going to find a way and the way they find is going to be a lot less safe than the way that potentially is out there. So if they went to one of these shops, and again, I'm just using this as an example, okay? They went to one of these shops, then they would know it's at least not laced with fentanyl. So we want the FDA to look over things. We do. I know you may say you don't in some cases, but you're absolutely wrong on that. That's all I can tell you because at least there's a third party looking at something. Now, here's the scary part. Most supplements are not under FDA guidelines because they're not considered food. So you do have to be really, really careful 
and do your research. They can essentially put anything they want into it and there's going to be no repercussions done to them, no liability whatsoever. So you got to be really, really careful with the supplement industry. My final point on it is less is more. Take what you absolutely have to get your nutrition from food, get your weight loss from a proper diet and exercise. All right. Now let me thank overhead door of Daytona beach. Zach and Jeff Hawk are great sponsors too. I mean, they just help us in everything. And I just think that it shows great business when businesses get out there and support, but Nonetheless, they are the absolute best garage door company around. They do commercial, they do residential, and they have the best customer service. So if you need help with your garage door, a new one, or just need yours fixed, give them a shout at Overhead Door Daytona 